Welcome. Your journey starts with improving every aspect of your life. Let's Talk Corlicious Leave Room for Dessert podcast is about discovering your true potential, overcoming your fears, and fighting life like the brave warrior that you are. Be sure to hit the like, comment, and follow button. Your host, Miss V, the Core of Life coach, has over 20 years of military and personal life experiences transforming lives from a caterpillar to a butterfly and bringing on the top influencers, successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and more who are rock stars in life, business, and relationships. On days when everything seems overwhelming, someone must remind you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And with rain comes rainbows. What seems difficult to swallow today is exactly where you'll derive your strength from on the days to come. You are greater than your fears and braver than you seem. Miss V, the core life coach, shares how the hurdles of today will build your tomorrow if you take the right road. Your brighter future demands that you can step up now and change the game for yourself. Welcome, welcome to Let's Talk Delicious. Leave room for dessert podcast. I'm your host, Belisa L. Taylor, a trauma breaking specialist and healing and forgiveness advocate, also known as Ms. B, the Core Life Coach. Today, we are on episode 19, streaming on bbsradio.com slash let's talk. And we are featured on 100 platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and we just found out about Bullhorn and many more. In this episode, we are honoring Black History Month and paying tribute to two beautiful women who have paved the way for an amazing legacy that continues to inspire us around the world. Join me. As we celebrate the lives of my grandmother, Helen Marie Winslow, and my mother, Shirley and Shorter. They're no longer with us today. They are in heaven smiling down on us all. And they're so proud of their daughter and granddaughter. When I say that I am a trauma breaking specialist and I am a healing, and forgiveness advocate. I have devoted my life to guiding others through their healing journey. I have devoted a long life of even myself evolving from a caterpillar to a butterfly, drawing the strength from resilience and wisdom passed down by these two incredible women. Their legacy fuels my passion for empowering others to break through trauma and find their forgiveness. So let's dive into this episode with a special focus on my grandmother and mother, 
It's the listener's choice of exploring my journey and legacy, answering heartfelt questions that honor the remarkable stories of these two influential women. Filled with gratitude, reflection, and a celebration of stories that have shaped our history and continue to shape our future. So I want you to put your hands together, get some popcorn, some water, some Coke, whatever you drink. And I want to empower you on this inspiring journey. The next, the first question I'm going to ask is who is Belisa L. Taylor and what defines her journey? I am a woman whose journey is defined by resilience and empowerment. And I am influenced by the remarkable women in my family. This journey, I want to share with you. My mother was a single parent, and she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Now, as a young child growing up, witnessing that and a lot of trauma in my family, I she really shared the resilience piece of that because it did not define her. She still was able to go to college. She still was able to support eight children. And she did the best she could. Oftentimes, we know within ourselves that we're not, we cannot say, oh, I want this family. This is the perfect family that I want. We can't do that. No, we can't. And what we do is we make the best out of the family that we have. And I really, truly do miss my mother. Um, the early ages of my life, her and I did not have a great relationship. But as, as the clock kept ticking and as I got older, I grew some wisdom. It's because when you look me through a woman that has gone through some traumatic experiences and bad relationships and the child has seen that, and you get older and you realize, hmm, this situation is not a healthy environment. But I looked at my mom as a champion of resilience because she was able to see herself as something great and she didn't give up of being a single parent. And um, she was a widow until she passed away in 2011. And I'm honoring Shirley and Shorter today because. I see a lot of me and her, and I know she is uh, really honored that I am really talking about her in a way that she's going to just really smile. Now, on the flip side of this, I have a, a grandmother that I really looked up to as a mother. My grandma was a woman that loved the world. She was a woman that was no nonsense but she was always a woman that kept it real with you. Three things that she used to often tell me is um, they call me Lisa back home. So, Lisa, when you come into um, anyone's house, at least greet them. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And that was one of her, uh, her, her mantras, as we say, I guess it could be a mantra, something that she wants us to do, values. And I really, that is, 
instilled in me. And I, a lot of times when I go places, I will greet people. And oftentimes they'll say, oh, you're from the South. And, and But it's really the upbringing that I had. And my grandmother was a uh, entrepreneur. And uh, she was born in 1912. And she taught herself how to read and write. And um, she also taught herself how to write in cursive. So here's the thing with that situation. I was like, okay, she's an entrepreneur. She's teaching herself how to read and write. And I'm looking at this situation. She's teaching herself how to write cursive. Okay. So now the big picture, the aha moment. She's teaching herself how to sign her name or her clients that she have or whatever particular service that she has. And I thought that was amazing how she's born in 1912 and she's teaching her that, how to get herself educated in a manner that she can be able to be self-sufficient and be who she's called to be and have purpose in her life. So I I love these two women. I think it's so um, important that I um, let them know that I love them. And um, they are truly my anchor besides um, my faith as well. I'm going to go into what role does Belisa's mother play in shaping her journey? Now, I'm going to go back to my mother because I have to say this, is that um, I want to say this. My mother gave me lessons. That was very instrumental in my growth and development. Oftentimes, we're in these situations, but guess what? There's often time where there is a blueprint that you can see, but sometimes you have to unpack the trauma to get yourself there. So that piece I wanted to really... Um, hone in on to let you know that that she was um, very very instrumental in my growth and development. How do the stories of resilience and empowerment in Valisa's family influence her path to success? I can truly say that my family serves as a source of motivation and strength propelling me for success. Um, I can also say the narratives inspire me to overcome the challenges and pursue goals with determination. You know, life has not been so easy for me. And I tell you, uh, like a few years back, I've recovered from a brain aneurysm. It really... Catapulted uh, my life to transform it into a new way of looking through a lens because to me, that is requiring or having a second chance in life. And when you are a single parent, I, um, I, I lost my husband in uh, 2003 to suicide. And so it has been me. And my children, and of course, um, my faith in God, has really transformed me into a blossoming butterfly. Because 
really, I had to truly overcome challenges, and I also really pursued my goal and determination. And what I would tell the listeners out there who's listening is that your past does not define your future. I used to uh, talk about my me at 13 of my trauma. And what I realized about that was I used to really go into it so graphically. And I had a mentor tell me and pull me to the side. And he said, Elisa, if you're going to share your story, you can share your story to the masses of people, but you do not have to be so graphic about it. And so I say to the listeners is that in the beginning, I shared my story so graphically because I felt like I wanted people to be in the same situation as I was, being able to really feel my pain. But as I got closer to understanding and having some clarity on my walk, I realized that I can still share my story at Mia 13, and I can say it was uncomfortable, it made me feel bitter, it made me have low self-esteem, I lacked trust. But what I had to do, I truly did, was get on my knees and pray. What I prayed for is understanding, because I couldn't understand why this happened to me. We often go through a why situation. But what I realized on my journey at the age of seven, I always wanted to transform lives. It just so happens me transforming lives had to do with trauma. And I, what I realized from facing that trauma, I really had to unpack my pain for power. And you may say that's pretty prolific to say it that way because I had to get on a forgiving journey. You know, oftentimes we can look ourselves in the mirror, but we don't often see who we really see as the reflection in that mirror. Now, oftentimes what we do, we wear a mask and we, we cover up all the pain. And I did that for many years. Matter of fact, to be honest, I did it for 33 years. I covered up my pain because covering up my pain felt, felt good, you know, because if I start talking about the issues with the tissues, I knew that it would be in a place of discomfort. And I didn't really want to do that. But what I found out is when I was in the military and I really wanted to end it all, I found solace into 
knowing this too shall pass. So what I did is I went into a military facility and I asked for help. Now, I want to talk to you about that help part is because the help is what we're also lacking sometimes because we feel like we need to do it all by ourselves all the time. But I'm here to tell you is that you are never alone. You are loved and appreciated. And this dark cloud will pass and become a ray of sunshine. I want you to know that. I share this piece of this puzzle, and that's what I call the piece of the puzzle, because on this journey, you're constantly putting in pieces to the puzzle until you're able to figure out what the blueprint looks like. And it's a journey is what it is. Now I'm going to go into the next question. In what ways does Valisa embody the legacy of strength from her grandmother and mother? I love this question, guys. It's because, like I said before, it's, it's important to have a, a blueprint. And some might say, well, what do you mean by a blueprint? Oftentimes, I'm going to give you two, two parts of the blueprint. The first part of the blueprint is when, you, when you're in a, in a bad relationship and that's all you know, you tend to be that way. And sometimes you can mess up good relationships because that's all you know. But also... When we start unpacking that trauma, we can realize there was somebody or, or people in our lives that really helped us on a journey, that really inspired us, and became a guiding light, which leads me into my grandmother and my mother. They were there. What I realized is that these lessons that I have learned is all about that legacy. Unfortunately, they're not here today, but I would do I would have loved to ask that question if you go through any kind of traumatic experiences. And I pretty much know the answer is three letters. Starts with a Y, ends with an S. And I often look at myself in a mirror. And I say to myself, I am every bit of my mother and my grandmother. I would not change my journey of my life. I wouldn't change a thing. Because at the age of seven, I said I always wanted to transform lives in the face of adversity. So that was really a journey that catapulted me into becoming who I am today. How has Belisa's journey shaped her by the stories of resilience? Really, it goes into my character. 
and the action. I enjoy, I, I love getting on my social media and I post. Sometimes it can be an aha moment and sometimes they can say, oh, wow, that was very inspiring and uplifting. But there was a time in my life when I had that brain aneurysm and I was going through three procedures, I felt a nudge to constantly post when I was very sick and didn't even know if I was going to make it or not. There were so many people calling and texting and then they were saying, hey, thank you, keep going. But little did I realize I was close to not being here. But I knew this was my calling. And I knew eventually that this dark cloud would turn into sunshine. The strongest foundation that I can say is really navigating those challenges and seeking out every opportunity that presents itself. And the only way that I can do that was when I went through therapy. I went through 17 years of therapy. The funny part about going through therapy, I went through therapy so much to the point where I was talking to the clinical doctor and I was sharing how I was feeling because being a single parent, holding it down from losing my husband to a traumatic experience, and I have children that have gone through some experiences, too, it was very, it was, it was very hard. And um, what I can truly say is that I look back on all of that, and I said, man, this is really shaping this into a wonderful portrait of resilience. And looking at everything that unfolded, it has really defined who I am. I now, when I post, I I feel the strength, I feel the courage, because I know that I am posting for someone that needs to hear it. And I, I share this with you guys, is that oftentimes when a person posts, it's not always about them. It's about a message that needs to be shared because if someone out there needs to receive that message. So please understand when a person is posted, it's not always about them. It really is about a person that is there to receive it. What impact do the empowering narratives in Belisa's family have on her sense of identity? I would say instilling a deep-rooted belief in my strength and my capabilities. The story of listening to my grandmother sharing, you see those blackberries out there, this is what I made wine out of, and I sent half of my children to college, you know, and 
I was able to purchase land and everything I wanted, I bought cash and I had great credit. As a little child, I didn't get it, but I sure get it now. It's because she is spot on. And I truly, truly appreciate this opportunity that she was able to be so instrumental in my life. I also believe is that my sense of identity is going into empowering others, my family, to strive for excellence. Because there's so many people out there are really going through some traumatic issues. I see it often. I see it on the news. I see it in people's eyes. I see it in nonverbals. And I was just like them. I kept my secret silent. But I will say this. It didn't do me a bit of good doing it that way. And so what I end up doing, what I end up doing is putting pain to paper. And let me talk about the pain to paper because we already know uh, pain is self-explanatory. But what I'm really talking about is getting to the core of the matter and getting that pen out and that paper. Now, a lot of times, especially in the African-American community, we do not want to go to the doctor, and that's been passed down for a long time. Um, but what I would say is that when I put the that, that, that pain to paper, I began to journal out my thoughts and a lot of tears was on that paper. I began to conquer my fears. I began to look at myself in the mirror, not seeing ugly anymore. I began to just look at myself and said, I am trying to be better than I was yesterday. So many of us need to hear that. I just want to be better than I was yesterday. And I would tell you, you're on the right path when you're striving and when you're climbing that ladder. Every step you take is going to empower you to strive for excellence. I want you to know that, and I want you also to know that you're loved and appreciated because I know how it feels when you feel like the world is heavy on your shoulders. Something is always coming up, and you can't seem to get through it oftentimes. But what I will say to you on those moments that you feel like that, I think it's time for you, number one, to be still. Number two, go into a place of serenity and have a long time. And you know what? 
it can be a closet. A closet is good for me. Sometimes um, my closet is my refuge. Where I go into it, I speak about my authenticity of how I am feeling that day. And just talking it out. But also, I've done the pen to paper as well. That's when I go into my pen to paper. I write it out. But that pen to paper is so powerful because it's just, you got to really go into it deep. And it's, and it's really about going to that core and just getting it out. And so I often talk to God, and I know he hears me. And to be perfectly honest, when I go into my closet, the very first thing I have to do is clean it out the closet. Now, some of you may say, oh, really? Yes. And here's why I say that. You need to always go into a place and have it decluttered. And here's the thing. In order for me to receive what I need to receive or write down with clarity what I'm looking for, Everything has to be in decent and in order because what can happen is you're not going to be thinking straight because you're going to be looking at the clutter, not more so why you're truly in there. And really, the purpose of being in there is to clear out the clutter for clarity purposes. So I want you to know and if you feel like you're down and you don't want to go see a doctor, I recommend you see a, a, a doctor. Go in there. That's courage. That's no more. That's courage. But if you don't, it costs you nothing to get some paper out and pen and start drumming out some of that thought that you have. Because once again, you're not alone. And I want you to know that. What lessons has Belisa learned from the stories of empowerment in her family. That is awesome because I look at uh, perseverance, self-belief, resilience, and the actions that I take in shaping my mindset to approach Challenges. We all have gone through challenges in our life. But what you can look at is how can I overcome that challenge? What is it that I can do to make it better? Well, what I do is I I have I I, I love God. He's everything to me. I have faith in this too shall pass. And on this journey of my life, I am so grateful to be here another day. I'm grateful for the small things because I often realize that so many do not wake up. And every day that I wake up, I am making today great. You make it great. Because we often know challenges will come, but you make it great. So on this journey, I want to say that valuable lessons is what's going to 
really shaped my life and my family. How do the stories of resilience and empowerment in Belisa's family inspire her to create a positive impact in her community? Again, like I'm on this podcast right now, I know someone is listening in and they're like, either you're going to get an aha moment or cheer me on or saying, I'm glad I'm hearing this because this is something I need to hear today. And so this is what it's all about, is having a community to inspire and also through my actions and my initiatives. Sometimes we forget just to say, hello, how are you? Or just do something of kindness to someone, not expecting anything back. You know, communities are really designed to encourage one another to be better. We are often on a journey where we often think that we're all alone on this journey. And I and I know that a lot of people can resonate with that, which leads me into what challenges has Belisa faced on her journey and how has she overcome them with the strength inherited from her family? Again, I go back to the lessons learned. Looking at two strong women and not giving up. And and they navigated their, their obstacles with grace and perseverance. When I became the first African American female Iraq war veteran to speak on TEDx on Juneteenth, I had a great script written out. But when I got on that stage and I saw sadness, I saw people that needed a kind message to help them through their journey, the Holy Spirit came through me and I went into Sharing my story, my vulnerability. That's why I love Brene Brown so much when she talks about that vulnerability. I became so vulnerable and I looked at everyone in the eyes and I shared my story of being in the military. I am an F was veteran. And I talked about was it easy? I go, no. But what I realized is that when I touched each heart in that audience, I felt family there. I felt a wonderful experience 
that drove me back to lessons learned from my grandmother and mother. I thought about how they raised me the best they could. I thought about the lessons of never giving up and being resilient. And I also thought about how grace and mercy was always at the door. How does Belisa's story resonate with others who have experienced similar struggles and triumphs? That's an awesome um, question. That goes into a message of hope and inspiration. Once again, I go into the beacon for those facing those challenges showing that adversity can overcome the strength and also perseverance. I keep saying these words because really that's all I know is to keep giving up and never stopping. And, you know, that's the beauty thing about a leader is oftentimes people look for you for guidance. And let me say this real with clarity is that leaders do not follow the crowd. Oftentimes they are alone by choice. And they're always wondering who can they help? How can they serve? How can they help someone think about being a better person? So these are often messages of hope and inspiration that will really catapult your life through adversity. What values and principles does Belisa hold dear influenced by the empowering to empowering narrative? in her family. I think of shaping my character again and defining the approach of life and relationships. I often tell my clients, we have this conversation, um, people really invest in you before they buy your product or service. They have to trust, like, or love you. I figured that out a long time ago. And a mentor told me, hey, Belisa, just be yourself. No pretense. And that was very easy for me because I'm off, I've always been myself. Even a young age, I've always been. You're going to get the real me every time you meet me. I tried to be fake. I tried to, I know some of you can relate that. When you try to be funny, be phony, it does not work out. And I realized that. And so that really resonated to my core is to always just be yourself. And I realized the importance of that, which empowered me to make the narrative plain and easy with clarity to know that who I am is who I am. 
how does Lalisa's family's history of strength and empowerment shape her outlook in the future? That is what I call instilling optimism and determination. But also the legacy of resilience, which is, again, passed down through generations. I am going to always approach my future with confidence and the belief in the ability to overcome challenges. In what ways does Belisa pay tribute to the women who have inspired her on her journey? Actually, I'm doing this now, and they're really really smiling down from heaven proudly of seeing their living legacy right now. But what I will also say is that the legacy that is living today has to do with courage, has to do with compassion, and commitment to making a positive impact in the world today. And I love that. How can I help someone? How can I make them feel better? And to alleviate some of the burdens that they're facing. Oftentimes, people don't want to share what's going on. And um, I tend to be able to have a discerning spirit, and I can feel when someone is not right. Even a hug or just let me pray for you, my sister, my brother, that goes a long way. You'd be surprised. Because oftentimes when you do that and you start praying, you start connecting to them, their vulnerability, and they start hearing a message really from the Holy Spirit, getting into their mind, their body, and their soul to really help them to begin that healing of whatever they're going through. Oftentimes when people get the prayer, they tend to get so emotional and the person that's praying for them get emotional because that's when that vulnerability truly steps in. And that's so remarkable when you can have that experience and oftentimes, I have had that experience with strangers. And it's just two people coming together, needing each other to share love and kindness. And at the end, find a way to drive inspiration internally in your mind, your body, and your soul. How does Belisa use her platform and voice to amplify the stories of resilience and empowerment in her family? I'm going to say this. Um, I embrace strength and also potential. 
than what I do. I also love sharing inspiration to so many people. You know, I probably know a lot of people, but truly, it's not the people that I know, it's the people that I inspire the most that resonates with my core. Because that's so important to me, is to help someone that has gone through and they can't see their way out. And that's so important to do that. And like I said, I'm every bit of my grandmother and my mother. And I'm sharing with you my vulnerability of my story, but also this goes into the living legacy of having two strong women that didn't give up on their education, they didn't give up on being someone that they enjoyed being, and they were really wonderful women. How does Valisa's understanding of self-worth and inner strength reflect the empowering narratives in her family? I think it's going into valuing oneself. And I also go back into the inheritance of resiliency. I often say, Lord, I don't want you to put any more on my plate because I can't handle it. Because oftentimes it, that plate gets pretty full real fast. But I keep going because I know eventually the dark cloud would turn into a ray of sunshine. And that's what I want you to do for me tonight. If you're listening and you're going through something right now, I want you to go into a quiet place where you can just sit down and have silence. Just be silent for a moment. I want you to do this. This is your assignment. Be silent for a moment. Grab your pen and paper. And I truly want you to start journaling some of that stuff out. And you don't have to keep it. You can burn it. You can tear it up, shred it, whatever you want to do. But I think this is an opportunity for you to start your healing journey. I know it's very um, therapeutic for me because the first thing I did is I had to forgive myself. And I really didn't know what that was. I really didn't know that I was supposed to be forgiving myself. And I didn't know that it wasn't my fault on some of the situations that occurred. But that was the best thing for me, becoming an author. My first book is called Rape the Silencer, Good Girls Don't Tell to Now. It's a 30-page read, and it's truly about listening to God's whisper. So oftentimes, you look at the title, but you don't know what's truly inside until you open up and read the pages. I don't tell people it's a spiritual book because I'm praying that they would listen to me 
see the the title, but also go into it and, and wonder what's truly in there. And what's truly in there is a blessing. It's heavy because it talks about me at 13. It talks about a part of my military journey of serving 22 years of service. It talks about how um, I was in certain situations and, and um, I'm still here. And, um, but the blessing of it all is that I shared vulnerability. And initially when I wrote the story and people don't understand this and when you have gone through so much trauma in your life and you write a book about your trauma, it's not saying that you know it all. It's really saying if I have taken the first step to my healing. That's what it really says. Because I give you a prime example. I wrote my books, uh, Rape the Silence, The Good Girl from Telling to Now, and Rape the Silence, A Work the Book, which is the companion to the book. I wrote that in 2017, and we're here right now in 2024. So you see where I'm going with this, right? It took me. Seven years to really come to terms with my book of saying, hey, I have a book. And saying the word, okay, because it was like I couldn't even really say it. But now I can actually share and say the name of my book and, and go into a little bit of a brief synopsis. And every time I do, when I, it resonates with people, they say, hey, where can I find it? I said, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and Amazon. Awesome. I'll support you. Or I would say, in return, let, let me pray for you. Or how can we support each other? See, in, in life, we go through a lot. All of us do. And some go through more than others. And that's how I really got through my situation, really, was knowing that someone out there is going through just as much as I am. And that is what really had me to move forward on the journey. And because we are never alone on this journey. Now I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to go into how does Belisa honor the diverse voices and perspectives within her family's empowered narratives, recognizing the intersectionality of resilience and empowerment. I go into, and I'm going to pack this, I celebrate unique experience and challenges faced by individuals within my family. I celebrate that, and here's why I celebrate that. You know, when you can sit down with your family and talk about all the stuff you've been through and you can come back and smile about it, that's power, let me tell you. During the time you were going through it, it wasn't. But I tell you one thing, when you can sit down and say, hey, remember we went through this? Oh, my God, I didn't think I was going to make it. We sat on a laugh about it because we're like, oh, look at us now. We're all doing great. 
We did not let it define or stop us. Even though we didn't see it during the midst of all of that stuff, but we were able to understand with us being together, close-knit, praying, and being together, we were able to recognize and honor, number one, our Lord and Savior for, for just keeping us close to him. And number two, knowing that as a family, we did it together throughout that storm and we became resilient. What legacy does Belisa hope to leave behind rooted in the empowering narratives of her family and the impact she inspires to make in the world? That's a great question. Through action and advocacy is what I'm doing. And to make a lasting impact on the world is creating a legacy of strength and empowerment for generations to come. You know, it's important that we often share our story. Why? Because sharing our story is really about helping so many that have faced situations just like you or I. So that's what's so important to understand. When we share our story, we're sharing our vulnerability. And within our vulnerability, trust comes, light comes, love comes embracing one another and making the world a better place. I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, this really was a wonderful way to honor my grandmother and my mother. And also uh, it's a true honor to share this heartfelt dedication during Black History Month. I'm also grateful for the opportunity to honor their memory and share their stories. And I want to thank each and every one of you for constantly tuning in to BBS Radio Live. And um, this has been a wonderful journey. And if you need to get a hold of me, you can email me at Let's Talk Coalitions. Core, C-O-R-E, Licious, L-I-C-I-O-U-S, at gmail.com for any further inquiries, feedback, or collaboration. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and I look forward to connecting with you. Stay Coalition. Let's Talk Corlicious Leave Room for Dessert podcast with Miss V. The Core Life Coach will give you the tools to build resilience and activate the leader within and identify what truly matters in your life. Some years down the line, you'll look back and smile at how you thought you might not get through it. That's when you'll be proud of yourself for prioritizing your well-being and personal growth. You are the rock star that your family and kids look up to for light, 
Let's help you grow and evolve with Let's Talk Corelicious Leave Room for Dessert podcast with Miss V, the core life coach, an unparalleled opportunity to truly live up to your fullest potential and find comfort in your own skin. 